Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first episode here with us at the YVR Remo Show, we're excited to have you. If this is your 10th, 50th, 100th, or well, I guess we're almost at 100th right now, 99th episode, we're excited to have you continue to join us here where we focus on teaching you guys realistically how to make money, how to save money, and how to do more when it comes to your real estate and your mortgage. Now, today's topic wouldn't typically be considered sexy or something that a lot of people um, really think about, but actually, it's one of the most common ways that people lose money when it comes to their properties, their real estate investments, their homes, and it quite literally just gets brushed under the rug. So it's a super important episode if you own real estate or if you're thinking about owning real estate about something to think about. And realistically, it's what happens when your mortgage comes up for renewal at maturity. Um, number one way that people lose money. This is where banks make their cash, their dough, because realistically, uh, people get lazy and they think that the banks are going to offer them the best terms. It's difficult to make a move and so forth. But we didn't just talk about renewals. We talked a little bit more than what the renewal is about how to go about it, how to plan for it, what to look for, a lot of myths around it. It's a packed episode. There's so much information. This is something we've never actually spoken about before in any high level detail on the podcast. So this will definitely be another one of those cornerstone episodes. Guys, uh, for the year 2022, or whenever you listen to this, 2023, wherever in the future, uh, I just want to let you know our commitment to you is to continue to find ways to help create value in your life. We want to help our families, the people that we work with, or our listeners, all of you guys, create more wealth in real estate, whether that's learning how to invest in your first property, how to invest in your fourth property and do it better, how to buy a home or how to just restructure to make the most of your situation. The team here at Thrive wants to take care of you. So with that being said, that's our pitch of the day. Our guys over here just want one thing from you. And if it's not to come work with us, it is quite simply to spread the word that you're loving the show. You can do that through Instagram, at Thrive Mortgage Co., at the YVR Remo Show, or on Apple Podcasts. We'd love a review. It gives us the energy we need to keep going. Thank you to everybody who's done it before. Guys, enjoy the episode. I hope you love it. We'll see you on the other side. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. What is up? And welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Nice to have you aboard and have you along the ride here in 2022. This uh, year is going to be a big one. It's always a big one uh, for us in the podcast specifically because we had a full calendar year start to finish in 2021. Tons of success, tons of great feedback and have a whole bunch of new listeners. Uh, we got people that are looking for lending opportunities, trying to learn about that. We've got people learning about real estate investing. We're going to have more of that. Um, and so stay tuned over the next few weeks and months as we headed to 2022. Um, and we talk a lot about different types of opportunities. Now, what we're going to talk about here today is going to be something that uh, could be applicable no matter when you're listening to this. So if you haven't shut us down already, even no matter what time this is, no matter what year this is, this is an important consideration for you if you have a mortgage or if you're planning to get one. Um, and we like to think of this as the biggest missed opportunity when it comes to mortgage financing for most mortgage holders. Now, specifically people that haven't worked with us before uh, because it's forgotten about. And it's not sexy, but it's a huge opportunity and it's your mortgage renewal um, or maturity, if you want to call it that. So like what actually happens when you hit renewal? What are your opportunities? What can you do? What are you missing out on? Um, and that's huge, uh, massive. So whether a real estate investor 
or whether you're buying your first home or you're just on your last term of your mortgage, this is the number one missed opportunity that people have when it comes to just generally taking care of their financing. So, I mean, Derek brought up the topic here the other day as he was having a few conversations. So I'm gonna get him to lead in right here and talk a little bit about his perspective on you know what we've seen recently and just maybe why this topic even came up in the first place hey man a big reason that i wanted to dig into this was you know we talked to so many borrowers that have existing mortgages and it's mind-blowing how many people don't know when they're up for renewal they don't know what it looks like what they need to do they don't know if they can switch to a different lender they don't know if there's a penalty like there's really no education around the renewal process at all because everything's so focused on getting that new mortgage or getting your house when you're first purchasing or refinancing right um, it's also quite mind-blowing how many people don't do research at time of renewal right so if you're with scotia bank scotia bank is going to try to keep your mortgage with scotia bank so, you know, three months before your renewal date, they're going to reach out, make you an offer. And most Canadians, unfortunately, just sign it and they move forward and they lock into another five year fixed term without having any real education or advice uh, or looking into what other options are out there. Is there a better rate? Is there a better product? Should you flip from a fixed to a variable? There's a lot that goes into that renewal. And I mean, it needs to be well thought out and planned. It's just like getting your first mortgage when you're purchasing, right? Like we have detailed, detailed conversations when people are purchasing, but that is not happening for most people when they're renewing. I mean, we do, but if you're not working with a, a detailed broker, you know, like our firm, um, unfortunately, the education just isn't there. 100% hit the nail on the head there as far as, you know, again, I, and I, I think you kind of mentioned this slightly, but maybe not in as much detail here, which is that uh, people are so focused on just getting their rates and terms when they get their first mortgage. And ultimately, when it comes to renewal, it's it's like it's not even a consideration for a lot of people. Like they don't even think about the fact that their bank really doesn't have their best interest. So again, this is why it's such a huge opportunity, and this is why banks have started to really bring on and hire uh, very strong retention teams and companies because man, this is where they make a ton of money. The first term of the mortgage, they've spent a lot of money acquiring you, setting up your loan, paying back people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The second term is where the banks are just purely profiting. And so this is a time that you, as a borrower, need to be digging deep. So why don't we talk for a minute here just about like realistically what a renewal is in, at a higher level or maybe detailed level, if you will, and and how we can prepare. I don't know, Dean or Derek, if you guys want to dig deep on this one. And and actually, before I pass it over real quickly, sorry, guys, is I really want to say, like, if you're listening to this, like, although it's not the most sexy topic in the world, it's the things that aren't as sexy that are going to make you money while you're sleeping. And that's because we're saving you money. Simple as that. I mean, I could jump in. It's a really good topic because I think a lot of clients, especially clients that we have worked with, may not have actually experienced a renewal because they've uh, broken their mortgage maybe early to refinance to drop their rate um, could be a first-time home buyer that's just you know waiting to, to get to that maturity date and so this is a good topic because a lot of people may honestly it may take eight years to get to a maturity date just because of those reasons right so you know what is a renewal what is a maturity date that is the end of your term I would say average Canadian average client that we work with does take a five-year term and a five-year term, uh, the very last day of that term is going to be your maturity date, and that is the end of your existing term. So that is where you know you essentially have to have a decision made by that date. And back to the retention team, I know you guys talked on that. You're going to start to hear from your bank and us or whoever's managing your mortgage. 
quite a bit before this maturity date and and we're typically reaching out six months in advance most lenders you know depending on your situation there are opportunities to do what's called an early renewal so you could look at your options and renew into a, a new term prior to the maturity date six three months you know what have you depending on your lender and what options are available and in some cases you know getting towards the end of your term you may not have an early renewal option but the penalties to break that early you know we're talking six months or or less are very minimal and the op and the ability to get a, a really good offer that's available at that point in time could be worth breaking that mortgage just a little bit early to to I guess early renew or or in that case refinance. I'll touch for a minute here just on kind of like what you could look at as far as options and what people think the options are and you know we could talk a little bit about what your banks actually do and then and then what we'll do and, and you really need to keep listening to this because we're going to talk about this in the second half around opportunities at renewal like things that you can do outside of just the obvious of renewing your mortgage and what that looks like so i mean quite simply you know when you're when you're at renewal time one of the biggest things is you have the ability to change what option you're in at that time you have the ability of course as dean and derek mentioned already to stay with your existing lender and sometimes it makes sense to do that but that's a conversation you need to have with an independent professional like us as opposed to working with that bank because their primary objective is just to keep you on board there. So at Renewal, you have the ability to do almost anything you want. You're a free agent. You can leave that lending institution at any time or make structuring changes. You can go to a one-year term, two-year term, three-year term, five-year term, variable, fixed, open, closed, whatever you want. In a lot of situations, it might actually make sense to go into an open term if you're, for example, moving so you don't have to pay a large penalty or things of that nature. So you're a free agent, meaning that you can take your mortgage anywhere you want. And that's really important to recognize because again, ultimately people think that they're just locked into that bank. They have to stay with CIBC, have to stay with Scotia, have to stay with this bank. I can't move over. It's a really hard process. It's not a difficult process. And it is something that we do all the time for people to make them move over to different lenders. But that option's open to you and there's no penalty to do that. None whatsoever. The only cost is a discharge fee, which is mandated to be, well, it depends on the province you're in, but uh, in BC, I believe it's 75 bucks right now. So you can get out at any time. I mean, it's funny. I feel like the penalty conversation comes into every single podcast that we do, but you know, the reason that someone is maybe waiting for that maturity or that renewal is because maybe they're in a fixed rate with a big penalty, right? You have a $30,000 penalty that you don't want to pay at renewal. You're free. You can go right? You can switch lenders, you can change products, you can stay with your lender, but you can go into a variable, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, so keep in mind, you don't always have to wait for your renewal. But if you're going to break your mortgage early, there will be a penalty. And just to recap, variable penalties are three months of interest, very minimal. That's where we typically see people refinancing a lot during the term, if it makes sense financially, because the penalties are low. There's no real restriction there, right? There's no big hefty penalty holding someone back. Uh, and even with fixed rate penalties, I mean, we've seen people pay $15,000 penalties and it's still made sense financially. Like they're still going to recoup that cost by getting into a different product. So you absolutely do not have to wait until the end of your term to change your mortgage or sell your house or refinance. You can do it within, uh, you just have to understand what that penalty breaking cost is. Uh, and if it's feasible and achievable to recoup, or if you're just comfortable with the cost, you can absolutely do that at any point within your term. One thing I'll touch on is, is timelines and, you know, 
again, we're talking maturity dates, end of term, and being aware of these timelines is so important. We get a, we get this quite a bit where somebody will come to us and say, hey, my maturity date is next week. What are my options? And, and if your options are to leave, if your best options are to leave your current lender, it's very unlikely that your mortgage is gonna come together and you're gonna be in a position to actually leave on time. So in this case, you're now going past your maturity date. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you do need to be aware of what that looks like. And so if you're, you know, if we're, if we're now working together or you're working with you know, another mortgage broker and you're looking at, okay, I'm gonna go past my maturity date, what, am, what should I do? It's very important to communicate with your lender. Don't ignore your lender just because you're leaving them. It, it's totally fine to leave them, but don't ignore them. You need to talk to them because if you don't talk to them and you reach maturity date, your lender, and depending on the lender, but I'd say 90% of the lenders out there will just automatically roll you into a six month closed term uh, that would be at a you know a similar interest rate to what you're at. But the key point here is it's a six months closed term. So now you're locked into another product for six months and if and to, to break that, you're gonna be looking at a penalty. So it's very important to call your lender and say, hey, I'm looking at my options. Be, be honest, be open, I'm looking at my options. Uh, I have some really good options out there that are better than what you're offering me, you know, what have you, have the conversation, just simply say, I'm looking at my options, I need you to make sure I roll into an open term. And an open term is gonna be, you know, you're gonna get some sticker shock, it is gonna be a high rate, they're gonna say, they're gonna talk you out of doing it uh, because the rate could be as high as 7%, but you gotta keep in mind, this is only gonna be for a couple days or maybe a week, um, you know, two weeks at most. The cost of having that at higher rate for a, a short period of time is, is, it is minimal and it is interest only during that time. So it's very much worth it to roll into that open term and continue to evaluate your options if you are, getting tight to the timeline and realizing that this is now the time to start working on this. I'm working with a few people right now, obviously I could say their name right now, but you know, getting some phone calls last minute, hey, my renewal is coming up in two weeks or three weeks or, you know, that sort of thing. Like, hey, let's, let, can I, can I uh, you know, start looking at my options and, and seeing what I can do? And of course the answer is yes. But you know, you get to the point right there where you're two, work, two weeks, three weeks out where, you know, it might take a week to get your full application piled up and then it take, you know, three to four weeks to close. So you're gonna have to open or pay costs that maybe you wouldn't otherwise. So, you know, does that mean you can't do a renewal? No, you definitely can, but it's super important, like Dean mentioned, to be aware and be communicative with your lender and definitely that that one point that he brought up there which about uh, don't let the lender just lock you in make sure that you're going into an open term or make sure they have an open term option because if you don't tell them they're gonna lock you in and then you're paying big fat penalties I mean we've seen it before where we talked to someone who's doing a renewal and we said hey like have you ensured that you're in an open term because we can't do that on your behalf and they say yep we're good they didn't do it for whatever reason don't know maybe they got busy or something like that but long story short the closing was say two weeks later and they just get this big fat penalty and wonder what will happen. Well, again, your lender's prerogative is they're gonna do, if you didn't hear from you, they're just gonna lock you right back in if they wanna do so. So yeah. super important. A big piece of advice here is you may fully have that conversation and in good faith ask for that open term, but it doesn't happen. So get it in confirmation in writing in an email that they actually did put you in the open term. I've had that before too, where clients like, hey, I, I, I did, I'm in an open term, but then sure enough, they weren't. And that could have just been an employee error with the individual you were dealing with. So just get it in writing uh, and you should be good to go. Before we dig into opportunities here, we can touch on, uh, you know, like, do you always need to change? Does it always make sense to switch lenders? And there's there's two kind of ways to look at this because we see, oftentimes we'll see lenders that will come out and they'll have a very, very competitive renewal offer. And if that is the case, like we still need to have a conversation and we can at least give you full confidence that, yeah, you should stay with Scotia. 
And yeah, like we can talk about terms and what are your plans? Do you think you're going to sell in a couple of years, right? Just to put a little bit more uh, thought into that decision. But oftentimes banks actually won't offer you their best rate. And that's because they know that like 65% of Canadians just sign it and send it back and they renew, right? Now the bank is more profitable because they've given you a bit of a higher rate than they could have. So, you know, I'd say like probably 35% of the time when we're working with a client on our renewal, we might actually just help them stay with their current bank right? If the rates aren't too far off, we'll sometimes just help you negotiate with your bank to get a, the slightly lower rate, get the best possible outcome from your institution. You actually don't have to move your mortgage, right? So having that conversation with us is so important. And, and again, you know, there's a good chunk of the time where you actually don't have to leave your institution. Keep in mind, there is work involved to more, move your mortgage and, and understanding what that means is you are requalifying, you are, you know, putting your documents together again. You do need to make sure you're still employed. You still have great credit. You haven't taken on big debts because you might not qualify for the mortgage you currently have. So that doesn't mean don't talk to us and, and and figure out what your options are but just do understand that when you move your mortgage to save a rate there is a bit of work involved but that work is always worth it and i always look at this as like cost per hour like you know how much do you make an hour at your current job you know whether it's 35 dollars an hour 18 bucks or whatever it is you know i guarantee you the amount of time you put in to move your mortgage to another lender your cost per hour you know the time it takes to do that you're going to save thousands and a lot of times it is worth it to go put that time in and and get the documents and get everything together so you can move the mortgage now back to just renewing with your existing lender you don't have to do that unless you're making significant changes to the amortization or you're you're looking to roll in debts a renewal process with your existing lender is quite easy you don't need to panic if you're out of work or you've taken on big debts we can always make this work just the key thing is to just start the conversation a couple things we didn't talk about here like first of all um a different topic altogether but early renewals is a topic that comes up a lot specifically like during the pandemic there were a lot of banks that were reaching out to people and saying like hey do you want to renew early what does that look like i would suggest that in many circumstances we don't recommend entertaining early renewals like first of all you're locking into a whole new term which is uh, a concern as we've talked about in the past in relation to penalties and that extra five years that it takes to do that but uh, you know another couple considerations around the early renewals is typically again you're paying a higher interest rate to lock in again for an earlier period of time they're basically suggesting or using scare tactics to say hey rates are for sure going to go up we're going to lock you in but we'll give you this rate even though rates could be four percent we'll give you three and a half even though reality suggests that it'll be lower than that so be wary of early renewals there's one exception that i would suggest that is if you're someone who's going to be quitting your job and going self-employed um yeah first talk to us obviously to see if you should restructure but outside of that if you've done all that then it could make sense to do an early renewal. That's a key point there. Yeah, really good points. Really good points. Why don't we dig into some of the opportunities at renewal, some things that people don't think about, right? The common theme at renewal is that you're renewing your mortgage. If you owe $257,000, most people think I'm just going to renew $257,000 and move on. So again, on the point that we talked about earlier, you're free at renewal. You can do whatever you want. You can increase your mortgage. You can Pay a bunch of, you can pay half your mortgage off without penalty. You can pay the whole thing off without penalty, right? So there's a handful of different uh, strategies, I guess, that you could look into at renewal if it makes sense for your situation. So a big one, and the first one is really just extending amortization, right? Uh, you could be 10 years into your mortgage and maybe your payments are fairly high because you're on a 20 year amortization. Uh, you will have the ability to extend that amortization out to 30 years if you wanted to. 
right? Not, not saying that that's the best thing to do financially, but this is going to help your cash flow dramatically, right? Maybe who knows, maybe your spouse lost their job, or maybe your income has decreased, or maybe you had to take on some household debt. Like this is something that can, it can be short term, but it can really, really help your cash flow inside of your house. Uh, and you always have the ability to speed up your mortgage payments, right? So if you need a more comfortable, uh, lower payment, extending your amortization is huge. You don't have to change the mortgage amount if you don't want to, but it can drop your payments massively. Yeah, good point there. The reamortization thing is something we talk about a lot from an investment perspective in terms of like, you know, giving you the ability to reduce your debt in order to qualify for more. So lowering your debt income ratio. Uh, it, whether it's for investment purposes or like what you mentioned there, Derek, uh, getting it into a place where if you're renewing, uh, and, or this is actually considered a refinance when you do that piece, but when you're renewing or, or looking at it at that point, again, as you mentioned, someone's not going back to work. Um, you know, they don't think they requalify. And, and actually that's, I'm going to go on a tangent here because that's actually a really interesting point because a lot of people think that they're not going to qualify at the end of the term. Um, and so that's why they don't do it because their job change or because one person doesn't work and they don't realize that you can actually restructure and refinance at the, at the end of the term to extend the amortization period. So what I mean by that is anytime you're changing the loan in principle, anytime you're adding more money, anytime you're restructuring the, the, the amortization period, you are in fact doing a refinance, but because you're at renewal time, your costs are dramatically lower because there's no penalties or fees to do it that way. Uh, so that is the time to do it. That's the time to have these conversations. And it's shocking how many people I talk to, particular people, like I find particularly the people who are like, I don't want to age people, but forties and fifties, like who have had a few mortgages in the past or have gone through a few renewals. When we get referred to them because it's renewal time, they're always shocked to hear, I can go back to 30 years. Oh my gosh, I can tap into that much equity. Oh my gosh, I can add this HELOC and reduce my payments. Like it's always mind blowing to people that they can do it at that time. So remember when you're at renewal, like it's not that you can't do it before, but this is almost like a free pass, a hall pass. There's no fees to get out. You can just make that change. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I have this conversation quite a bit where a client's like, hey, I just barely qualified to buy this home. I, uh, there's no way I'll still qualify now based with the new stress test or what have you. Not realizing, well, you did did pay off your mortgage for five years. So not only can you re-amortize to your point, but the balance is a lot lower than what it was when you first got the mortgage. So definitely, definitely worth looking at because there's a lot of time, I would say nine times out of 10, like the qualification does, well, probably more than that, the qualification works and, and, and there are a lot of options to really save you money. And if it doesn't work, you have the ability of renewing with your bank. So you really can't go wrong. Common questions there. Can I renew if I lost, what if I lose my job or if I don't, I'm not employed? Like truthfully, as long as you're still making your payments, your bank's usually going to offer you a renewal, like almost always. The, the most important thing at the end of the day uh, is that you can make your payments uh, for your mortgage. Most conventional lenders will continue to renew you over and over again. As I mentioned before, they're making they're making banks, so to speak. They're making pure profit off you after you finish your first term. There's no real expenses for them. So for them to renew you, um, not an issue. So definitely uh, keep that in mind if you have any concerns and you might lose your position or your job. Yeah, you made a good point there though. I mean, Canadians as a whole typically make their mortgage payments. If someone's going to miss a payment, it's typically a credit card or maybe a car loan at most. Um, but if you do have missed mortgage payments for whatever reason during your five-year or three-year term and you're up for renewal, that bank has you red flagged that you could be a potential issue for default. And they might say, hey, we're willing to renew you, but you have to requalify and we need all your documents and we need to pull credit right? So just another reason to make sure that you maintain mortgage payments and don't let it slip up. It's funny, like some of the clients that we've worked with that have missed mortgage payments, it's not because they don't have the money. 
because they didn't have the money in the right account, right? It's little things like that. So just make sure, especially when you're buying your house, people forget, they don't know when the payment's coming out. Um, make sure to document if it was a bank error or a minor error on your side, keep documentation of everything because if that does come up at renewal, it can be a saving grace. Yeah, full disclosure, that happened to me personally once. So I'll speak to that when I got, uh, I can't remember, maybe it was four years ago when I got set up with the mortgage and I, I accidentally downloaded my wrong account uh, to send to the bank to get qualified or to uh, pull from my payment and my overdraft wasn't set up. So key note, always make sure your overdraft is set up. Anyways, um, it ended up being that there was an error that occurred from my institution. So I should have had it properly set up. Nonetheless, I had to go do some digging, I get some emails sent, uh, do a series of follow-ups with Equifax and so forth, but we did get it removed from the bureau, so it didn't show up anymore. So if you catch it quick enough, uh, it's not an issue, but to Derek's point, like again, that's huge when it comes to next time around. So if you had missed payments and you did not talk to them, don't ignore that stuff. Too many people ignore, we're not getting into a credit conversation, but too many people ignore these little things thinking like, ah, I'll get my renewal later. Ah, I'll deal with the payment later. Like don't, it'll take you maybe a half hour. Like honestly, at most, it didn't take me much time, a few emails, a little back and forth. And what could have cost me a lot of money by reducing my options ended up just being something that was resolved, cut out. Now I don't have any problems getting any kind of qualifications or anything of that nature. So yeah, don't forget about that. Good point. Thanks for bringing that one up. Let's keep on the opportunity train guys. You want to talk a little bit about a few more different options people could take advantage of if they're, you know, kind of at renewal. Yeah. I mean, rates are a big one, right? But you don't know, <laughs> we have no clue where rates are going to be when you're up for renewal, which is, uh, I mean, just to plug us a little bit, this is where it really comes in handy to work with a good mortgage team because we watch rates and we call our clients if there's a potential opportunity to make a change, right? We run the numbers to see if it's cost effective to pay your penalty. Um, but there is, you know, a good chance that if you took a mortgage three years ago, that if you're renewing in two years from now, you could be looking at lower interest rates. Now, maybe that means going from a fixed to a variable, right? So interest rates are a huge one. Uh, it's an opportunity. But on the flip side, you could also be renewing into higher rates. We had a lot of clients that got into these amazing 1.8% fixed rates that we saw for a six month spent. Uh, and you know, I can almost guarantee that in three, four, five years when that for renewal, those are not going to be offered, right? So those people are going to be looking at a bit of a payment shock unless, you know, maybe they're looking at a variable if variable is still that cheap. I'm going a different direction here, but a lot of people at renewal are just basically quote unquote shopping rates, which there's another factor to consider here. So like we talk about this all the time, but like the rate isn't everything, right? So for, for a lot of situations, it's not just about, you know, shopping quote unquote for a rate, but what it actually is, is trying to figure out if you're in the right, the right product. You know, perfect example would be, you know, whether it's your kids going to school in three years or two years from now, maybe needing some university tuition, or maybe it's your, you know, it is your second term and you're like, hey, like I've talked to these I've heard these Strive guys talking about, you know, buying the second home or my, my vacation home. Well, your current mortgage that you have right now might not allow the flexibility to be able to access your equity in your home when you want to do that. So that's a big piece. Or maybe it's not structured in the way that it could be best optimized for saving you money or whatever. Anyways, the point I'm trying to say here is, is it comes down not just to the rate, it does end up coming down to the specific products, institution and flexibility around that. The other piece, I mean, we, we talked about this, I'm going to bang this drum, guys, like, listen, like your bank's not going to call you to say, hey, you can save some money on this, your bank's gonna call you to say, hey, we want to renew you, because they want to lock you in or something of that nature, but they're only gonna do it when it makes sense for them. Like, quite literally, we're calling our clients pro bono, we don't get paid a penny. If you renew with your bank, we don't get paid nothing, not a thing, but we're more than 
happy to help people through that. And because of that, I found that people stay pretty loyal to working with us because we're going to provide that advice and in the long term save them money. So realistically, what kind of questions are they asking you? Are they talking about your three year, your five year, your goals down the road? What could happen with your job? Are you having any kids or babies or dogs or renovations or these types of things? Like they're not asking you these questions. These are things you got to think about at that time, right? So yeah, talk to somebody in the know. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that, and that's a good segue into like the ability to change a product and, and having the answers to those questions really helps us provide the advice on does it make sense to change products, especially if you're in a fixed rate, because your bank will just offer you a renewal letter like we talked about for a rate that's typically higher than what they would, you know, what you would get in the market because they are preying on your, you know, your laziness to just sign it and return it. Um, but it will always be the same product that you that you were originally in. It's, it's, you know, sometimes the lender will give you the fix versus variable, but it's typically you're in a fix, here's another fix. And these questions are so important because, you know, if you are, hey, having a baby this year or next year and, you know, the, the ability to upsize is is something that you need to look at or you're downsizing, what have you, going back into a fixed rate is probably not the play for you, especially if something's going to be changing in the next one to two years. Looking at a variable, looking at the flexibility of a variable or just flexibility of another lender's product is so important for these future goals. And this, these are the reasons why we ask these questions. You know, sometimes you might, you know, be having an annual review call with like one of our clients may be having one with us and be like, why, why do you care that I'm having a kid next year? Right? Like what's the, what's the deal, right? Well, it's important because we're trying to give you really prudent advice to, to say, you in the future from a, a really hairy mistake which we've seen time in time again client just took the renewal and they are moving in a year and that is a hundred percent their goal and there these questions weren't asked and they didn't even know to you know the client just had no idea and now we're looking at twenty thirty thousand dollar penalties that we could easily save preach preach man i love it i love it all right so a couple other opportunities we talked about it but we're just going to summarize these opportunities for you so again, dropping your payments at renewal, very easily doable, extending the amortization or resetting it. We talked a little bit about lower rates, changing your rates, go to fixed to variable because you might be moving or building or doing whatever in the next few years. We talked a little bit about, of course, refinancing and pulling equity at that time. Hey, if you haven't listened to it already, go check out some of the previous podcasts where we talk about like basically the entire refinancing uh, process. But now's the time to do that. Like You can do that at this time at no extra cost, right? So even if you are in some big old you know, fixed rate mortgage. Um, and, and again, if you're an investor, they hear people all the time like, oh, I'm just gonna renew, I'm just gonna renew, I'm just gonna renew. Well, like, think about that. Does that match your goals of adding another property or portfolio? So think about that. And then of course, you know, we touched on this briefly, but now it's key, selling and buying. You know, like, what are you, are you close to selling and buying? Nobody ever sells and buy, like Dean, I don't know if you've seen this or Derek, but like, have you ever seen a person actually sell and buy and close on their, their renewal date? Cause I sure haven't. No, uh, no, especially in a market like this, you know, you yeah. need all the ammo you can when you're going to buy a home. And if you're really, if you're being a stickler on dates, oh gosh, we got people writing two, $300,000 over asking price. You gotta have the flexibility of dates. Like, so yeah, it, no, I definitely don't see that. especially in a market like this. Again, at renewal time, Look at those open term options. Talk to us about you know variable versus HELOC. Talk to us about the six month open. Does it make sense? Because like a lot of people look at that six month open rate and like, hey man, like how many times have you heard a client say like looking at a six month open rate or somebody like, and the rates are like 6.95 or 5.95 and they're like, oh my God, I'm not paying that. And, and I'm just like, hey, like that is what the cost is for private lending, 0%, like you're in and out. Like there's no, restrictions so it's either you pay a penalty or you pay a little bit of an interest rate like that right so um 
anyways, off on a tangent there, but most people don't actually close, sell and buy at that time. However, if you're gonna be around that time, set yourself up for success ahead of time by talking to us so we can make sure to make sure you're taken care of basically. And if none of the above apply to you and you don't think you need any of these opportunities at renewal, at the very least, I recommend everybody put the work in, send in some documents, get a HELOC, right? Through five years, if you live in the lower mainland, your property's probably gone up dramatically in value. There's a ton of equity there, believe it or not get a HELOC. If you qualify for it, there's absolutely no reason not to. You're at renewal. There's no penalties. It's easy to do. And you never know when you're going to need it, right? So good. Yeah, absolutely. That's a fantastic point. And so many people are surprised that they can, again, come back to qualification that they can do that. So, I mean, I think we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, will your current uh, lender offer you their best offer, why they don't do that and what's going on, um, what to do at renewal, our, our value proposition. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point what we do here, right? Uh, your lender is a vendor. Their goal is to lend money and make money. And that's pretty much uh, simple. We don't make money off you that way, guys. So with that being said, you know, a quick little summary of uh, some of the hot, I got some hot tips here for you to round out the episode here. Maybe we have some final notes. Number one, at the end of your term, you are a free agent. You're free as a bird. You may leave. You may go anywhere as long as you qualify. Number two, don't ignore your renewal. Do not ignore it. Get the paperwork. Send it on over to us, guys. Send it on over. Let's have a look and see what we can do. Uh, number three, always get independent advice, no matter what. It doesn't have to be us. It could be somebody else if you want to. But at the end of the day, get independent advice and you know make sure, again, that it makes sense for your circumstance. Uh, number four, if you're thinking about selling, don't lock in around that time. Get advice around what your options are in terms of not locking in or locking in. And number five, from Mr. Derek himself, he lock yourself. Get that home equity line of credit. And if your lender doesn't offer that, that's why we're talking to you, right? Let's see what options that we can do because it'll save you a lot of money in the long run when you go to buy that car or that boat or that next property, right? So parting words, gents. Anything else on renewals or opportunities at that timeline? I think just to reiterate, just being aware of timelines is so important. Um, as much as we have, we've talked about all the ways to mitigate timelines. If you can just be aware of the timeline and plan ahead, do that. Put reminders in your calendar, put reminders in your phone, whatever you need. The technology these days is, there's no excuse to, <laughs> to not know those dates. So all I've been thinking about this entire episode is how so many people don't make it to renewal. So like, I don't know, I don't know what the ratio is. I'd love to know, but so many people refinance around the three, three and a half year marker. So who knows, you could never hit a renewal in your life. I was looking up uh, some stats here online and I didn't have a chance to dig too deep into it, but um, the percentage of people uh, that are renewing and staying with the same bank versus refinancing and restructuring year over year over year has, has been uh, well, it's been kind of up and down because a few years ago there, when they put in the first stress test, we saw renewals go pretty high. Um, but the last couple of years, we've seen that actually drop off and we're seeing a lot more refinancing uh, come about. So a lot more people are starting to make a ch uh, change midterm than ever before. And you make a damn good point. Very, very few people uh, we talk to are actually renewing. I've got a theory on that. My theory is very simple. Number one, people aren't taking the advice of getting independent advice. They're just doing it right through their bank and they're not getting that second piece. So if that's you, you know, you're getting towards the end of the term, your friend, your family, your mom, your dad, your uncle, your sister, whatever, reach out. We'll give them some free advice and let you know what you can do. That's it. Cool. Stats show. Guys, listen, thanks so much for joining us on the YBR Remo show. And if you're finding value, there's a few things you can do. 
uh, for yourself, theoretically. Number one, uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or you want us to help you out. That's through our website, thrivemortgage.ca. If you want to get more education, we're all about education. We're launching a real estate investor 101 course. It's going to be full and packed in the new year in Q1. If you're listening to this in Q2, the, we've already got it out. So check out with us. That's going to be a fantastic course. So reach out to us if you want to find out more about that and find us on Instagram at Thrive Mortgage. Uh, what? <laughs> at Thrive Mortgage Co. <laughs> <laughs> forgot our Instagram handle. Oh, snap. Anyhow, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We look forward to seeing you on the next one and uh, make it a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that was a fail. <laughs> what is our handle?